In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Paraclete, Spirit of Truth, you who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of all that is good, master of life, come dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Well, we finally reached the goal uh, of the first whole part of Romans. Remember I told you back there in 118, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. Well, today, as we start Romans 8, it's on the power of God unto salvation. We're finally there. But before we got there, we had to go through the whole part about faith, from 1 to 4, and then freedom, after a beautiful little uh, transition, 5, 1 to 11, and then freedom from, if you remember, from death, from law, and from sin. Now, where he's wanted to go since he began the letter. So it's quite, a, quite exciting, actually. Uh, what's going on here. Um, so, uh, he ends the last letter, if you remember. Um, it's a confusing ending, verse 25. Um, Who will deliver me from the body of this death? Huh? Um, miserable, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me, snatch me from the body of this death. Then, the text says, Caris de Toteo. That can be, thanks be to God. Or it can be, by the grace of God, or the grace of God. Uh, hard to know. And the translators, commentators, all have their different views. But the notion is, Caris at least grace. Now we come into Romans, I mean Romans 8 and finally this is how we're delivered from the body of this death. This conflict within ourselves. The flesh going one way, the spirit going another and usually the spirit loses uh, and so now uh, he's going to show us the way out. He's going to start talking about the power of God unto salvation. We're finally there, which is the gospel. I am not afraid, not ashamed rather, of the evangelion, of the gospel. It is the dinamis tutayu, it is the very power of God, esoterion, unto salvation. For everybody who believes, Jew first, then Greek. Then he goes into all this stuff we've already done, and now, finally, this is the God. What is the gospel? The gospel is the Holy Spirit. In fact, I counted and now I've forgotten how many. About 22 or 24 times the word spirit comes in this chapter. It is the chapter. It's on the Holy Spirit. It's on life in the Spirit. So, it begins, and so now, 
There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're not condemned. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus freed you from the law of sin and death. Now, law here, you almost take it at law of gravity, you know? He says it's the law of the Spirit of life has freed you from, and now we go through, law, sin, death. Backwards, sin. He treated them death, sin, law, but he puts them here from the law of sin and death. Because that law is a law too. It's like gravity. You know, jump off a building, you go down. So, the law, the regime, the way. And so now, he uh, starts to explain why. This is the good news. This is the Feast of Pentecost. This is the Christian life, the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's the Christian life. All right. For regarding the ineffectiveness of the law, the weakness, the text says, uh, literally, um, I'm quite sure, Adinaton, I'm sorry. Adinaton. The, the powerlessness of the law. Um, in that it was weak because of the flesh. What made the law weak wasn't the law, it was the flesh. Rebellion, self-seeking, egomania, all that. God, the Father, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to flesh but according to spirit that's the good news the good news the Holy Spirit changes us and now he's going to start spelling that out and we'll see now what he was getting at in chapter 6 about freedom from sin. Um, okay? You see, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, uh, which is a, a kind of sacrifice, sacrifice for sin, or does it just mean for sin, for the sake of sin, in regard to sin? I've forgotten how they translate that. From. Anyway, in regard to sin. He condemned sin with a capital S, in the flesh. You see, because sin tried to have its way with him, that he conquered sin in his own flesh. He died in such a huge act of love, giving his whole body, person, his, all its pain and all its love and all his back to the Father. Sin is finished. That's what he's telling us now. You see? In the likeness of sinful flesh. See, our Lord had a body like ours, except without aberrant drives. But he got tired. Uh, you know, he wept. He, uh, and he suffered. And he condemned sin, this big S, so that the dikeoma, the just requirement of the law, might be fulfilled in us. This is a key word for, for Paul, fulfilled. Fill full. 
if I say I fulfill the law in modern English, I mean I met its requirements, right? That's not what he means here. He filled it full. It's like this. Suppose we're at a dinner party and there's nothing to drink on the table. I say, I'll go out and get something. You expect me to come back with some water. I come back with a tray full of glasses of beautiful red wine. I haven't met your expectations. I have fulfilled them. I've gone one better. That's what fulfillment means. It doesn't meet the requirements of the law. It goes beyond them. So we don't live by law. We live by spirit. And so it's not enough to keep the law. He fulfilled it. That's going to be now plirun. It's going to be a word we're going to see a lot. See that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. We'll go beyond the law. We'll have wine, not water. You see? Uh, who walk not according to flesh, but according to spirit. Now that doesn't mean it's a ho-hum. It's a battle. Uh, in fact, John Chrysostom speaks of that. Those who are, I'm going to read you a quote from John of the Cross. There's another one by John Chrysostom. When we get to that part, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. He says, notice, he doesn't say those in whom the Spirit dwells. But those who are led, move, act, do something. If the Spirit is just there and you're not paying much attention, you're not, you're not going to be free. You see, it's the law of the Spirit, but that law, you see, is an act of law. It's a principle of activity now. You see the law of the Spirit. It's not just a written code, do this, don't do that. It's life. And so, and now he's going to go through this um, uh, conflict, spirit and flesh. And my translation, I don't know what the other one says, for those who are according to flesh, katasarka, are intent upon the things of the flesh. Money, power, pleasure, revenge, big shot, whatever. Those according to the Spirit are intent. He doesn't say that. I mean, it means it. Uh, the things of the Spirit. Well, what are the things of the Spirit? Love, peace, joy, obedience, kindness, care for the poor. These are the things of the Spirit. That's those who are living, you see, uh, according to the Spirit, their own spirits prompting, or the prompting of the Holy Spirit in their own spirit. You see, they are fulfilling the law. They're, they're, they're bringing in wine when the law required water. We full, go beyond the law. Okay. For the, and then he uses this word, phronima, the preoccupation, the, the intention of the flesh, death. Flesh can only head one thing, death, in this world and the next. The intention of the Spirit, life and peace. You see what he's doing? He's saying, Christians, know who you are and live by the blessed Holy Spirit. Remember when Paul was in Ephesus and the disciples were there? They were the, they were the disciples of John the Baptist. And he said, uh, what about, you know about the Holy Spirit? And they said, we never even heard there was one. Well, a lot of Christians in that boat today. 
you know, to live by the Spirit. If we want it, we get it. No doubt about that. So, the intention of the Spirit is life. Peace. Oh, you see that. When you're around people who are yielding to the Spirit, I don't care if they're 95, they're alive, they're full, they're joyful, they're interested in others, they're... You see what I mean? Uh, I remember one of the old monks, Pierre André, I think I've told you about him before, he was French. So he taught me French. Well, he had a heart attack one morning. So I found him sitting on the bench outside the prior's office saying, we're not going to have class today. He was teaching me French. I've, I've got to check with the prior and go to the dispensary. Because that was the rule. He's old-timers, huh? He wasn't keeping the law. He was being obedient. The guy's having a heart attack and he's waiting to go to permission to go to the dispensary. That's tough, you know? That's the old school. And so, uh, of course, he got the permission and he went. Uh, and that night, he used to say in class, he used to say in class, I'm not a mystic. I am not a mystic. Well, I went over to see him, because we were close, and I brought him the life of the, the, the um, life of the little flower, you know, the life of a, of a soul, story of a soul, uh, in French. And we started to talk. And he said, I said, what would you do all day, Father? He said, with this beatific smile on his face, I have been thinking. I said, what have you been thinking about? And the smile just got broader. He said, how small we are and how great God is. This is the man who's not a contemplative, see? All day, delighted by that reality. You see? It's beautiful. Okay, we'll change and go on. 